Welcome to Thoughts in the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross-Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those ideas together. It's Friday, July 16th at 2 p.m. in London. On a recent episode of this podcast, we discussed similarities between today and different points in time. Our focus was on the first half of 2004, a period of consolidation that followed a large rally in the markets, even as the underlying economy improved, a period that we think has a number of similarities to conditions today. But other comparisons continue to pop up, and one popular focus is on the late 1990s. It was one of the few periods in history where stock markets traded at more expensive valuations than they do today. It was also a period that saw a sharp rise in the activity of individual investors and individual stocks, and the dawn of lower-cost online trading. On the surface, the similarities are pretty straightforward. Over the last 18 months, individual investor activity in the stock market has surged. Lower costs for online trading, the fact that many people were stuck at home and couldn't spend money in usual ways, and a very strong overall market all helped drive activity in single stocks and single stock options to unusually high levels. The conversations might have moved from AOL to Reddit, but some similarities with the 90s remain. Yet while investor activity in single stocks often gets all the headlines, the bigger story is probably less exciting, but more important. You see, investors have been putting record amounts of money into stock market ETFs, simple, often low-cost, often quite broad-based vehicles for taking equity market exposure. And they've been doing this with unflinching consistency. In the first half of 2021, investors put over $330 billion into stock market ETFs, or nearly 50% more than what was seen in all of 2020. Flows into Treasury inflation-protected securities, or TIPS, were unusually strong, which might help explain why these securities have richened significantly versus history. Asia was the most popular non-U.S. stock market for these flows at the start of the year, but since May, Europe has seen the most popularity, a trend that we happen to agree with. And ETFs linked to gold have seen steady outflows, a good opportunity to remind listeners that my colleague Susan Bates and our commodity strategy team here at Morgan Stanley expect gold prices to end the year lower. Still, context is important here. $330 billion of year-to-date inflows is a historically large amount, but it's also only about 1% of the value of the overall U.S. stock market. In other words, it hardly explains this year's double-digit gains. But it does highlight that the story of the individual investor is more complicated than it would otherwise seem. It's not just a story of small, high-flying shares, but also the steady inflows as millennials in their 30s increasingly save and invest. We track these ETF flows across stock, bond, and commodity markets as part of our cross-asset research work. And indeed, the anecdotes I just mentioned about flows into gold or international equity markets come from this analysis. We'll continue to look to this work for a real-time picture of where investors are actually putting their money. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Thoughts in the Market on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 